This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McFinn, along with Sherry Capilla. Good to see you here, Sherry. Sherry does all, by the way, coaching women on weight loss. So what is the official name of that? It's called the Seeker's Method. The Seeker's Method for weight loss. Okay. Yeah. So if I I would have called it Sherapy or something like that. No, Sherapy is a way that I teach women to do a spiritual therapy where they take God's word and replace their wrong, weak thoughts. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... Yeah. The seeker's method. The seeker's gotcha. method. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. Because I would, if you have, you like right now said, what's that called again? I'm like, Coach Capilla. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, seeker's method. Okay. There's too many things. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you clarified. Well, anyway, you know, we're talking about pride. We're going to talk about tolerating sin too. Yes. And uh, one thing we didn't get to, which I think is super important, is talk less, listen more. I mean, yeah. if you're going to be, you've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. You've got to listen yes. to other people. And I think sometimes like a sense of, I'm not going to, if, if I say too much, that's probably not a good thing. Yeah. I think all of us need to listen more, including myself. And I, I'm Absolutely. as guilty, I would say, as anyone else yeah. on this topic when it comes to it. Yeah. Too many words, probably yes. Yeah, because <laughs> we love to hear ourselves, words. right? Because we're, we're, we have incredible things to say. I, but I think I like to just share things, yes. Here's the thing. With coaching, coaching has taught me that. You know, when I'm on a call with a client, I should be speaking maybe 20% and the client should be speaking. So whenever you're coaching and even just, you know, yielding to God, you should be listening more than you should be telling him what you should be doing. Yeah. Comes down to that. (sighs) It takes a long time. It does. It it takes a long time to get these things. I think I'm older now and I have definitely found myself piping down more not reacting as much yeah realizing no one's getting convinced by anything <laughs> even in other groups i work in outside yeah. of the church yeah it's like somebody's doing something that well i mean that's not how i would have handled it but you know what there's no point in saying it's what they want to do What's it's it what they're it's not a sin not a exactly. sin issue it's like hey you know it's not for me to say so i don't okay. yeah a lot of times i just keep my mouth shut yeah but when you're listening and you're humble enough to listen. I think that's that's a great Humility thing. Humility is the operative so, word there. Yeah, and we don't, if you didn't hear that, go check out that podcast we did on being humble and yeah. now sin tolerance. This is something, Sherry, you had brought up to me, I, mean, yeah. I don't know, a month or two ago. And we were talking about doing different things. So I really had to think about that. You know, do we tolerate sin? I mean, that was your question. We do. We do tolerate sin. And I think it stems from, you know, for me, being newer to like boldly walking in my faith, I didn't know what sin was to recognize that I had a tolerance for it. And it explained a lot when I look back and I see why my life was the way it was, had a lot to do with the fact that I was walking with a a sin tolerance. Right. Sin being anything contrary to God's will, right? Sin being... Well, I think it's, I think that's at a high level. That's a great way to say it. Like I looked it up in the Bible, you know, because I'm all about doing that. Um, The definition of sin in the Bible is morally evil, rebellion against God's laws. That's great, but I don't think that helps us to walk it out. We don't understand because then we can't see, you know, our laziness, our greed as sin, because we might not know the scripture that talks about what God's law has to say about these things. But if we say... If we understand the definition of sin 
based upon scripture, because when I opened my Bible, oh, and I meant to bring it. Um, when I opened up my Bible, the very first time I got it, right after you and Pastor Steve baptized me, my friends bought me my Bible. I opened it up in the back and it said, you know, so now you're born again. What does it mean to be a born again believer? How do you go and make disciples? How do you witness all of these things? And it gave definitions. And the definition of the word sin was James 4.17. And I thought, interesting. I should look that up. And I looked up and it said, when you know what you should do and you don't do it, that is sin to you. And I was able to apply that to recognize how little things are sin, even like watching the wrong shows on Netflix, participating in going to ghost hunts, doing all of these things that are acceptable to the world kept me living with a sin tolerance, reading the wrong books, all of those things. Well, I'll, I'll go and I'll go and call places haunted, but I don't believe they're haunted. <laughs> I, see, I don't believe does. in that either. But chasing it, people right. staying and doing no. a ghost hunt and all of those things. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't do that. But uh, there are places in that they say are haunted in the county. Yeah. I would say if something is haunted. It is not by some lost ancestor no, or not. relative. No. There, I'm not saying there's not an evil presence in some yeah, places. I mean, there well. could be. Absolutely. I mean, I can't argue that. Yeah. I certainly believe that's possible. Absolutely. Don't play with it. That's yeah, what I would tell I you. I agree. So, yeah, there was a tolerance. But like you said, it still comes based on anything contrary to God's will. So yeah. then you would be saying, well, learn what God's will is. Yeah. So that like Romans 12 too, that we may test yes. and prove what God's good, pleasing, and perfect will is. is. I mean, that's yeah. kind of our job. So as you read the Bible, then you'll learn stuff. Absolutely. When I was 16, for example, I, I'm very revengeful, very spiteful mm-hmm. in some ways. And I would always think if somebody did me wrong and I'd be like, that's okay. It's only a matter of time. Your yeah. day's coming. Yeah. And I loved it. I ate that stuff up because I'd be, as soon as I could, they come back to me and I had a chance to like, put them down the same way that they put me down. You better believe I was right on top of it. And to me, I don't get mad. I get even. That's Mm kind of how I live because I didn't even know it was wrong. Yeah. To be honest. Exactly. And so then I'm reading the Bible and I read in Romans 12 that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, return evil with good. I was like, what? What? What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? Well, that was the last day I was ever vengeful. Exactly. Because I didn't know. And exactly. so then when I read it, I'm like, oh, okay, God, you're going to take care of it. I don't have to take care of it. Well, yeah. it takes pressure off me. So, you know, I'll just let you deal with it and I'll yeah. move along. And that's how I rolled. But I just didn't know. Now, some things I think people, it's not it's not an information problem. It's a yeah. choice problem. It is. Because a lot of people, honestly, there are some sins you do, you wouldn't even ever have to read the Bible and your conscience you know. is going to tell you. You know. know innately by the way you're built. That was not one right. Exactly. Shouldn't rip off old ladies. No one should have to tell you that. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly. No one should have to tell you that. You yeah. Just don't do it. Or the, the grocery store gives you two of something or gives you more money back. You know, I mean, right. we've been in those situations and now knowing the definition of sin, I could just look at one of my children and say, what, what is the definition of sin? And they'll right. be like, I got to return it. You right. know, it's just, it's that ability to just have that instinctive gut check. Right. And I think that that knowing the definition of sin helps us to walk it out so that we don't have that tolerance. No, I would, I would agree 100%. I think especially when somebody's wrong, you give it back. Cause it's not Absolutely. yours. You don't pick up mitts on the playground no. or sweatshirts or something. Well, I they agree. let the, you know, finders, nope. keepers, losers, no. weepers. Remember the they world. used to say that yep. when we were kids. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's not true. Yeah. But I, I would say for, you know, not, you know, allowing or having this tolerance of sin. Uh, the first thing that I had written down was just guard your heart. And Proverbs yes. four twenty three above all else, guard oh. your heart for everything you do flows from it. So sometimes I feel like in the society, you can be like that frog in boiling water where you just don't, 
it's just creeping up on you. Like yeah. more and more, you're just getting more and more tolerant yeah. for the bad things the world that are around. Normalized uh, it. And that, that could be abortion redefinition yeah. of marriage or gender. Uh, yeah. You're you're shamed if you disagree. I mean, it's just you're put in your place, and we just constantly see immorality. We constantly yeah. see it, it that it's accepted, mm -hmm. and I think even for the Christian community at times, it can be it like, is. well, you know, that's what everyone mm. does, right? Oh, that's so slippery. That is so slippery. And here's here's the revelation I had, and you know, I've I've been able to see it. Oh, excuse me, as I've read Isaiah. Um, the reason why you cannot have a life where you have a sin tolerance is because we serve a God who's holy. Right. He can't be near sin. Isaiah, you know, 59, 1 through 14 explains that because God is holy, he cannot be, it offends him. You know, 59, 2 says, it's your sins that have cut you off from God. He is turned away and will not listen anymore. That means that if you know what is wrong and you perpetually, willfully live in that sin, you can't choose the consequence of that. Right. There are consequences that you have to live in. So if your life is going in the wrong direction, you have to assess, what is it that I should stop doing? Right. Because you're living with a sin tolerance. I mean, the wrong shows. If if Jesus were sitting next to you, that's what I tell my kids all the time. Right. Would you use that language or watch that show if Jesus came for dinner and was watching that show with you? Yeah, there's a lot of complacency. But the Bible does say, be holy for I am holy. Exactly. It doesn't say, be holy as your neighbor is holy. Exactly. And that's one thing, even when I was younger, I used to look at them like, I wasn't told to be holy like my neighbor's holy because nope. too many times, Jesus, this is what you hear all the time. I'm not as bad as that guy. You're right. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as bad as them where we set up other humans as the standard for behavior as opposed to God. Yeah. No, be holy as God is exactly. holy. Don't be holy as yes. the world around you is holy exactly. because we have to be willing to walk our own standard yeah. and have our own ethics. And it doesn't matter how many people are swearing around us. Yeah. We don't have to no, swear. No, it doesn't matter. Right. You taught this in one of our sermons and I teach this all the time since you've said it. And I've even found the scripture to substantiate it, but which is Romans 6, 19. To be holy, in my opinion, the way that you pursue holiness in your entire life is through the pursuit of righteousness. Right. That means just make the right choice. When you right. know what's right, do it. When you know what's wrong, don't do it. Right. When it's difficult, pray. You don't have to feel like it. The pursuit of righteousness is the path to being holy, like 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16 tells us to do. God says, I am holy, therefore right. you should be holy. Well, I think in the tolerance level for sin, one of the dangerous points of it, number one, evil, like you said, mm -hmm. has consequences. Yep. It's a destructive force. It's ever yep. growing, ever yep. expanding. It's like rust on your car. Yep. You start being okay with this. Well, then you have to ask what else am I yeah. going to be okay exactly. with? Right. Slippery so a little slope. white lie turns into a medium kind of lie exactly. turns into a big lie. You know, some drunkenness leading to more drunkenness exactly. on and on and on and yep. on it goes, right. Yep. You look once at pornography, you might look twice, you Absolutely. look twice, you might look 20 times. It's just, you can't be tolerant of some of these things mm -mm. because they're going to drag you down a yep. bad path and evil always wants more. Yeah. Therefore, I think the slippery slope would be when we start either A, justifying yep. or B, you're kind of playing around with it. You mm -hmm. might not be right in sin at the moment, yeah. but it could open up the door to it. Yeah. So be careful. A lot of people like to be in a position where they will... They, instead of asking for permission to do something, they'll just ask for forgiveness afterwards because they know God is good and that he will extend them right. grace. I would, I would agree. Yeah. Because, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, exactly. shall we continue on sending the grace may abound? Uh, it says God 
forbid. So yeah. I would say guard your heart. Absolutely. Uh, and part of that, uh, what David did, he hid his word, God's word in his heart. That was part of it. Yeah. Uh, what we allow it's to beautiful. come into the eye gate is part of it. Uh, first uh, Corinthians 15, 33, bad company corrupts good morals. That's Amen. certainly part of it. Because yeah. a lot of times what happens to people, it's kind of like the first uh, Timothy 4, 2, their consciences have been seared. Yeah. That you do, you do enough of the bad thing. You might, yeah. the first time you did, you feel really bad about it. Yeah. Second time you feel somewhat bad yeah. about it. The it's third normal. time becomes and normal. becomes, you sear your conscience. The Holy yeah. Spirit's not even bothering you with you anymore. And you feel like, Hey, you know, it's cool. I don't even feel bad about doing this. Exactly. I was like, I was cheating on his wife one time. I said, do you feel bad about this? He goes, not at all. And I knew, I knew at that time there was no fixing this. Yeah. In other words, if you don't feel conviction, like you don't no, feel bad hard, about it, hardened. you don't feel bad about yeah. what you're doing. You're not going to fix that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause he, he wasn't at this point even seeing anything wrong with it, even yeah. though he knew, I mean, technically he knew it was wrong, but he didn't feel any shame about it. He didn't mm -hmm. feel any guilt. He didn't feel any remorse. He felt like, no, this is what I'm going to do. And guess what? They got divorced. You know, so, and he, as far as I know, he might still be that woman to this day. And it might be 10 years ago. And when all that our happened. world normalizes that. Right. They've made it so that we have this sin tolerance because we're numb to our sin. Right. But I would say this there the, to, as we talk about not being tolerant of sin, mm -hmm. You're never going to be perfect. And I look never. at progress over perfection. Now, there's some things you can't, there, there are some sins I would say can't do. Sure. Like there once is disastrous, uh, abusing, you know, if there was a guy abusing his spouse, I wouldn't say yeah. hit her less. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would no. say you never touch your Absolutely. your wife ever, 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 ever. You Absolutely. don't cheat on your spouse. You yeah. don't do it. Don't look at porn. Don't get drunk. Don't steal things. All of it. These are certain things where, yeah, you know, you, you're you not going to do it. But then there are other, like we talked last uh, podcast, you know, when it comes to pride, lust, greed, et cetera. Man, it seems like it's such an easy shift sometimes to be, even if you're not really a greedy person, there might be a moment where you're kind of, hog in the spotlight or you're, sure. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you want the attention coming to you or you want more than what you need or whatever it is. I mean, yeah. it just seems, or anger or bitterness yeah. or anything. I mean, sure. it just seems so easy for that sinful realm to just kind of creep yeah. in. Well, I mean, we're surrounded by it. We marinate in it. Right. Sometimes it's difficult unless you consciously, willingly put yourself in a position to self-check right you know am i walking in pride am i being self-righteous right now what am i doing and then bring yourself under god's authority and you know be humble and do what you need to right. do yeah but you're not going to be perfect and that's one Never. thing i really am sometimes i'm afraid that we're going to turn into then you were talking about self-righteousness mm -hmm. even before we even started podcast sure. you were talking about pride being uh, the self-righteousness yeah. and sometimes we have to be careful that we can get in that perfectionistic sure and then it, it uh. takes you 45 years to get somewhere and you expect everyone else to do it in 45 minutes yeah you know because you're there now now i need and you start getting judgmental and yep. everything else be careful about that yeah because that's a sin too it is you know being judgmental like you said just work on your own self yep. worry about what you're doing and then as god points things out to us i think that's when we need to really be working on these things of god saying hey you know that's not a good direction. Like sometimes you have to look at how you're tracking. Absolutely. If I track eating, if I keep eating this way, where's that tracking? Exactly. Right. If I keep not coming to church and keep skipping to yep. give myself excuses, where's that tracking? If I'm not praying, where's that tracking? Yeah. If I'm not spending time with my spouse, where's that tracking? Yeah. In other words, some of these things are very subtle and, and we start out, man, we're only like that far off. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, two miles down the road, yeah. you're a hundred yards yeah. off and five miles down the road, who knows a quarter mile off, yeah. whatever it is, you're just getting more and more, you're getting further and further from where you should be. It was Absolutely. starting out as a small thing. Yeah. 
but trajectory, I always like, like to look at trajectory wise, where, where is this behavior taking me? Yeah. Yeah. And that's our sin tolerance. And so right. that's why I think it's imperative. If you know, just that scripture would have even helped you as a 16 year old little boy. You know what I mean? Like right. a young man, you could have been able to say, well, should I really get, back? is this, you know, doing this, is this the right thing? Right. My, you know, it helps you to just know what sin is because it's applicable to you, unique to you. What is sin to me might not be sin to you. You know, I mean, for me, it's not a sin to not work out every day because God wants me doing what I'm in the season yeah. of doing. You're but for you, you know, it's a different I story. Every day. <laughs> Definitely but you work. know, I mean, it's just I one like of those. To, yeah. <clears throat> but I don't have time to. But yeah. Now, would, would I like to do something every day? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even yeah. if it's push-ups on the floor. Yeah. I mean, I would yeah. like to do something because I can I'm do 32 a in a row job. right now, by the way. What's that? I can do 32 push-ups in a row right now. Good can job. you believe that? I used to be able to do 50, hurt my shoulder back in the game. I'm up to 32. No, I think it's great. I think yeah. it's fantastic. I'm glad you can. So I'll yeah. give you something to shoot for. But <laughs> I, I just look at these things and say, I have a desk job. I'm sitting here. And when I pick up my kayak for the first time and it feels like it's 200 pounds and yeah. it's 50 pounds. Yeah. I realize, okay, Bill, you need to yeah, shift right, gears a little something. bit, yep. but you know, so don't give up on things. I think that, you know, we get to realize, you know, we're not supposed to be sinning. We're Mm-mm. not supposed don't give up on it. Mm-mm. You're not going to be perfect. It says in first John one eight, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth mm-hmm. is not in us. Now also in, in context, Jesus Christ cleanses those who are walking in the light. Yep. He says, if you can't walk in the darkness yeah. and claim that fellowship with God. Exactly. However, even walking in the light, you're still going to mess up from time to time. Absolutely. Right? We're imperfect. Right. We're not able. Right. But there's a big difference between trying and not trying. Yes, there is a huge difference. Big difference. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said, too, about, you know, overcoming our prevailing sin and recognizing that we can't do it on our own. Right. We need to ask God for help. I was looking up scripture this morning, 1 John 3, 8, 9, talks about overcoming that prevailing sin. And I love it because in that scripture, it unpacks it for us. It says to seek the power of the Holy Spirit and God's word Mm -hmm. over your sin. It also goes on to say, stay away from it with the Holy Spirit's help. You know, like for me, I teach people swap it till you drop it, you know, figure out what it is that you're doing that's wrong and ask God to show you how to get and avoiding it is a, is a, an amazing way to avoid that prevailing sin, to get around that prevailing sin. The third thing that scripture says is to seek help in the body of Christ so that the body of Christ can teach you how to get around a prevailing sin and to help right. you to be accountable to it. Right. Because it's going to be natural and easy for you to want to go back to that prevailing thing because it feels good. It doesn't feel wrong. Well, when you're tired, I think that you do go back. I call some of it base nature. Um, at sinners, all of us have different problems too. Like sure. you said, some, some of the things you would struggle with, I wouldn't struggle with, mm-hmm. vice versa, yeah. you know, because we're just different Absolutely. people and, and we have a different DNA, we yep. have a different genetic, but in the genetic of all of us is some type of sin. Yes. What I find is typically, let's say if you're a whiner and you're overcoming it, if you get tired, it would be easier yeah. to slip back into whining Easy. or negativity yes. uh, or anger or whatever it is. Like yeah. you may feel like, oh man, I'm really working on my patient, I'm doing good, but then you get worn out and you find that... I find as you get worn out and you allow yourself, which maybe we need to guard against allowing ourselves to get worn out, you start making more mistakes, you start doing things less well, and you start going back to base nature, yeah. whatever. And it could be laziness even, Absolutely. you know, but you go back to base nature. Yeah. And that's the one thing I think that we have to work against because part of Christianity is is learning patterns, relearning patterns. Yep. And establishing good patterns in our yep, lives. Absolutely. A good pattern would a good pattern would be praying, uh, reading your Bible, yeah. coming to church, serving, 
all great patterns, yeah. right? And there's all that's all I'm doing something. It's not even about what I'm not doing. This yeah. is about what I'm doing. Christianity impacting my behavior. Yeah. Do I have good positive patterns and then maintaining those patterns? Yep. Right. Absolutely. With God's help. With God's help. Because well, there are, there are times when we're tired. Like, you know, I mean, I find that when you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, all of those things, that's where we're at our weakest that we need God's help the most. But here's the thing. We can anticipate that to some degree. We've met ourselves. We've lived our lives. We know at the end of the day, doing all of these things, where and when our sweet spot is to get slippery or to get sleepy and to slip back into our old ways and to anticipate that and to be prayerful through that, you right. know, because I know for me, I turn into a pumpkin at 9 p.m. I'm just going to be honest with you. Right. My kids know mommy's going to bed at nine o'clock. Right. She's almost 50. Things need to shut down for right. the night. And I know if I don't get the right amount of sleep because I get up early, I will get cranky. And so I put myself in the position to be in bed because I know I don't want to treat my family that way. And if I have to be up and I start to get cranky, guess what? I have scripture so that I can redo my thinking so that I don't live in those old, you know, base patterns like you were mentioning, you know, because I don't want to be her. Right. I was, Jesus died on a cross for me to be free from being her. Right. I want to be who he wants me to be. Which is great. I, th- I think it's a great and powerful thing. And I think what you're talking about too, it takes discipline. It takes it discipline does. to live the Christian life. And yeah. we're talking about not tolerating sin. It just, A, you have to recognize what yeah. what is wrong and yeah. what is right. I mean, that that's part that's of it. The and then not give yourself a million excuses of yeah. why it's okay for you. I think yeah. at some point you got to, when God's pointing something out in your heart, deal with it. Absolutely. He's going to convict you and it's going to be powerful. It's not condemnation, you know, it's conviction and conviction will prompt you to change. Right. Now I have a scripture that helps. Okay. um, Because James 4, 17 tells us what sin is. I love James 4, 5, and 7 because that tells us basically how to avoid sin, how to avoid doing those wrong things. And it says that basically, and I don't think I have the scripture written down with me right here, but 4, 4, 5 through 7, James 4, 5 through 7 says that God expects that the spirit he placed within us to be faithful to him and that he gives us grace to do what is necessary necessary in order to be faithful and to do what mm-hmm. we should do and that he opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble and to therefore humble ourselves before God resist evil resist the devil and then he will flee so he really right. has told us that it's through walking in faith with his grace in a in a in a position of a post, a position of humility that is how we resist our human sin right. nature right but we have to do that as we seek to walk with god right not in our own yeah i would encourage own. people don't be complacent don't yeah. uh, it's easy i'm saying for all of us yeah. uh, me included I, i'm not saying that i don't it's you can get used to it that's all Absolutely. i'm saying you can just get used to it and not think Justify. anything about it yep I would say strongly urge, even though some things I got used to working yeah. on maintenance crew, like how they talked, I did not yeah. join them in talking that way. Exactly. Like I was like, well, that's how you're talking. There's nothing I can do about that. Sure. I'm just, but I'm not going to follow you yeah. and you guys don't want to work. I do want to work. I'm not going to follow yeah. you. I'm just going to keep my own patterns. So don't And your down. patterns is how you witness. They see right. that you're not doing it and right. you're an example. Oh, it was, it was a huge witness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of guys talk to me about it, but we appreciate you tuning yes. in and listening to the show on having too much of a tolerance for evil, yes. taking it seriously because God takes it seriously. And hopefully it's been a benefit and a blessing to you. You guys all have a great and an awesome week.